Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the rainbow realm, the highest point in the universe, or the pinnacle point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the rainbow realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here today, and we are going to talk to you about a few different things, but they're all related. We're going to start by talking about the number 23 and just a little re-background, re-remembrance. 23 is the number of the of course, the 23rd dimension, the rainbow realm. So the point of the universe where we are all connected. And then 23 is also the number of the pairs of chromosomes that we have in our body. So we're connected literally to the 23rd dimension via our genes. Um, So this is so interesting. And we have been talking about this a lot between us. And so we wanted to share it with you. So I'm going to let Mary talk to you about like the 23 pairs of chromosomes and the 23 there because she's channeled more of that information and it's really interesting. And then we're just going to build from there. So get excited guys. This is is really interesting. (laughs) Yes. So the biggest takeaway, um, from all that I've channeled and sort of been thinking about and receiving is that we have these 23 pairs of chromosomes in our body, right? Um, However, science truly does not understand our DNA at all. And they, this is something that I've kind of awoken more and more to as I've gone through this process, but basically it's told that about 98% of our DNA is quote unquote junk DNA. Um, Basically they don't understand what um, content, what information, what energy is held within 98% of our chromosomes. Um, So many in the spiritual community, myself included, believe that these quote unquote junk genes, this junk material is actually um, alien material, let me say, ascension material energetic codes that we have energetic codes um, that come from basically our soul's imprint. So we all have a unique soul imprint. This imprint is created and formed through your soul's experiences, right? Through your soul's ancestry. So um, perhaps you have lived quite a lot of meaningful lives in the Arturian system in this life, you have key codes, you have information, literal DNA from the Arturian system in you right now. Um, That goes for any constellation system, any star cluster, anywhere in the galaxy, in the known universe um, that you have accessed, um, lived, experienced, understood. Those codes are within you. 
Um, all you have to do is activate them, is to become aware of them so that they can activate within you. And basically the idea is that as you become aware of, of um, parts of your DNA activating and changing, because as we, of course, activate this material, our actual structure changes is what um, many of us believe and understand to be true, you will remember your energetic field will physically literally change and you will um, begin to almost become the soul, the holistic person that you were meant to become in this life. As we remember all of the knowledge that we once knew <laughs> throughout all of our lives, because those of us who are called to the spiritual path, the quote unquote spiritual path in this life are natural healers, are natural um, light workers, natural priests and priestesses, um, ancient souls who have a mission. And basically like this DNA essentially our quote unquote junk DNA like holds the mission literally in our bodies for us to open up and remember. Exactly. I wanted to bring this back for a second to connect it to what we've talked about before with um, like the Lyme energy that we've talked about and how it's actually ascension energy. And like basically what it does is it awakens the junk DNA in our body because no matter how your body is activated, no matter how your DNA is activated, um, you might feel ascension symptoms, which is something people talk about all the time when they're going through an awakening, like, you know, feeling foggy in their brain or feeling body aches or feeling any number of things. And Lyme energy sent from the rainbow realm does that. It's like a turn on switch. Um, it opens the door to all of this extra extraterrestrial, <laughs> we could say, extra dimensional DNA in our body to help us remember and help us activate so that we remember our purposes and here on this earth today and everything we knew before. And I'm just bringing up line because we've talked about it. Obviously, there's lots of different ways this can happen. That's by no means the only way that that people are activated. Um, it could literally just be, you know, reading something or watching something or connecting to uh, a source yourself. And there you go. Your, your activating has begun and you'll start, you might start to feel ascension symptoms. So it's so, so interesting. And it's one of those things that like you listen to, or at least like I listen to, and my whole body just goes, yes, like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like, your DNA, you, like, the human body is the most beautifully designed machine ever. Why would 98% of our DNA literally be designed to be worthless? That makes no sense. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the sort of more, one of the things that I love about this is that understanding this information and kind of is a self-empowerment <laughs> measure. It really gives you this idea that you hold, um, you hold the power. You have the power to 
awaken yourself, basically. Um, your purpose lies within you, not within others, not with outside of you. It's within you. And your true knowledge, your true understanding, your true source exists within you as well. It's not outside of you at all. Um, we are channels. <laughs> we are the neurons of the earth. We are projections. Well, that makes makes me think of, of this. You know, you say we are channels. Of course, like when people say they're channeling, what it literally means is that they have got into a point where they are so tapped in and activated in their G- in their DNA that they are remembering and, and channeling their remembrances um, and that they are able to connect to via their DNA. They're able to connect to the higher consciousnesses of themselves and of other, other consciousnesses. How many times did I say consciousnesses? <laughs> they can connect to those higher <laughs> beings. Um, and channel that information. So it's literally, literally means that your, your body is open and activated so that your energy channels in your body allow you to receive the information. So that's what it means to channel. Exactly. Yes. And I'm, um, it's so aligned. Of course, I've just begun reading and receiving the Sophia code. I am not sure if any of you guys have read it or been activated by it yet, but I highly, highly recommend it. It is a living transmission that literally activates your DNA as you listen to it and as you learn from it. And and a, a concept that was explained in the intro of the book is that we have our physical carbon-based DNA in our body, of course, right? But right sort of within that DNA or outside of it or next to it also exists um, a sort of replicate light-based DNA. So basically for every carbon-based chromosome, you also have a light-based chromosome that sort of surrounds your, your DNA in this white light is the way that it's described. And so as we receive these ascension codes, we receive these pure, pure um, codes and activations from source, our light DNA is activated. And these light DNA is, uh, are, um, of course, like perfect and whole. And so if we have any sort of dis-ease or any sort of um, genet- quote-unquote genetic predispositions to dis-ease or to any sort of um, health issue, I, you know, health um, condition, thank you, health condition, the light-based chromosomes, when they are activated, they just kind of replace them. (laughs) So basically, again, we have the power to change our DNA. We have the power to literally rid ourselves of our ancestral trauma. It's literally so um, empowering to, to know that, to remember that. Like, we are so powerful. We can do this. Like, I, I um, just want to shout this kind of thing from the rooftops, right? Like, you have the power to change your DNA. You have the power to change your experience, your lived experience right now. Um, and it's really like, it's just a matter of awakening. Like it's not, it's not, you know, anything insane that we have to do. Um, 
also, I'm super curious now. I've heard about the Sophia code for ages and never actually picked it up. So now I'm thinking I'm going to have to because it sounds really awesome. Oh my God, please do. I, you know, like on an unrelated note, um, I've had so many conversations. Mariana just started as well. So please start it because we can all learn together. But um, it is so powerful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, please, please. Um, start in on that if you feel called it definitely i'm going to and guys like if you're feeling called to read this book too like do it and send us a message and we could all activate together yes <laughs> activation team exactly. yeah I, I i just love um yeah so just so much of this of this work and this understanding um this waking up comes and stems from um, an understanding that I don't know everything, <laughs> that we don't know everything, that things might be not as they seem um, in our universe, in our world, in our lived experience, um, and really believing in the ability for things to change, believing in um, the sort of mutable quality of the world rather than the fixed quality of the world if that makes sense. Um, that's just been something that has really, really changed everything. And this discussion is, is no different. Um, if we kind of don't understand or don't even conceive of the fact that our DNA is not fixed, how disempowering is that? Right. And how, um, sort of hopeless is that? Um, so I really, it's about just allowing the space (laughs) within our consciousness um, for us to be wrong, for our minds to be changed, for things to um, be revealed to us that we thought to be untrue. Exactly. Because it just changes your world when you finally get to the point where you are like, okay, you know what? I, I am fine now I need understanding that thing like I could learn something today and then wake up tomorrow and and realize it's it's wrong and that's like what we're doing with this podcast too to some extent like we're learning things all the time and we share them with you and um we just accept and know that there are things that like we may have to come back in a few weeks or a few years and say oh you know what we weren't quite right And that's just like being able, being able to adapt like that and and say, yes, you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't right. Or I was like flat out wrong, um, gives us the ability to truly adapt and change with our environment and with our consciousness and allow our consciousness to grow as opposed to saying, no, this has to be right. This has to be what I know. And then therefore we limit ourselves because if we can never be wrong, then we're, we're never going to, we're never going to learn everything we can learn. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of like thinking, oh, we can never be wrong. I mean, okay. So what is one of the big things that, that can never be wrong? And this is my, like my view of it, but I don't think I'm the only one who thinks this people that we, we like quote unquote worship or look up to or follow those people are never allowed to be wrong, right? Mm. Like the whole age of like of the guru, the gurus are supposed to always be right. And 
they're not allowed to be wrong or like religion religious leaders like have to be right and if they're not right and it's very like arbitrary means of rights of mm-hmm. right like they're punished um religion like itself needs to always be right and it is said to be right if you're not following it then you're wrong and it's like this is so black and white mm-hmm. we're not like leaving any room for growth we're not leaving any room for like understanding to develop and so this is like the other thing part of this we wanted to talk about is self-sovereignty is you know the age of the guru is over the age of religion is over because it's time for us all to step into the fact that no one is totally right no one is totally wrong there is no like black or white answer there's no yes or no it's a gray area and there's no one who is so right that they should be telling all of us what to do um like the time of looking to someone outside of yourself for an answer is over like we're in a new age you know age of aquarius um we are not separate from God. We are not separate from one another. One another. God is us. God is me. God is you. Um, God is the person you pass on the street. Like um, the guru is you. The guru is me. The guru is the person you pass on the street. We're all God. We're all gurus. We're all everything. There's no one person anymore that needs to to lead and that that is over you know we don't need to look for that anymore either is really the big thing yes and for anyone who's not fully um aware of the ages um so we just were in the piscean age we are transitioning out of it um we are now in the age of aquarius so basically um if you know anything about astrology, um, you're looking at those two energies. We're moving away from Piscean energy and into Aquarius energy. So this age of Aquarius, um, it's basically a, a new era. You could think about it. It's about the community. Yes. And part of this transition into this age is really owning this and standing within the power of knowing that you can access divinity, what we think of as divinity at any time. Um, you have the power to do that. And again, you're not separate from that divinity. You are a product of that divinity. You are a creation, a hologram, however you see it, a projection of that divinity. Um, you were created, you know, in order to channel those energies and in order to embody those energies and those frequencies on this planet we all are. <laughs> That's the reason humans are created is so that divinity source can engage with itself, can experiment with itself, can know itself better um, through all of these different lived experiences. You know, this is the idea that we are the neurons of the earth. We are the earth experiencing itself. Exactly. And this, of course, relates to what we've been talking about with the records. Everyone has access to their own records. Everyone is, has the ability to access the Akashic records in whatever dimension, whatever realm that you are accessing them in. And to understand that, to understand that you don't need to go to someone to um, be healed necessarily. 
of course there we all need healers you know even if we are a healer we do need others to who are outside um, perspectives and outside of our own energy and our own experience to be able to come in and and have an objective lens and to be able to heal us heal things that we can't necessarily see but it's not that you are the student and they are the teacher we are all students we are all teachers just as shannon said Hey guys, this is Shannon. I'm just popping in with an offer from my website, healingintuitively.com. I just launched my first quantum healing and Akashic Records reading course, all about how to heal yourself quantumly, exactly how I have healed myself from Lyme and chronic illness. It is called Healing Inside Out, and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you purchase the course and send me a screenshot of the purchase confirmation, I am offering free Akashic soul medicine sessions recordings with every purchase of the course so if you send me a screenshot that you purchased the course either to my email shannon at healingintuitively.com or to my instagram at healingintuitively i will send you a free soul medicine akashic session so can't wait to work with you hello loves this is mary I wanted to take this moment to thank you for being here and for listening to this episode. As always, I am here for you should you be interested in diving into the cosmos of your unique human design. One of the things I absolutely love about human design readings is looking at your chart while being in the records and connected with the Council of the Pinnacle. The experience is just so powerful and it truly allows you to see yourself and I am offering discounted prices for all of you. So if you feel called to book a session with me online, let me know that you came here from the podcast. I can't wait to connect. I'm hearing, like, I'm getting the message to say this because, like, so exactly, a healer is, like, someone who holds a mirror up to you. They're not, like Mary said, they're not a teacher and you're the student. They're someone who can hold a mirror up to you so you can objectively see yourself um, and help you see yourself. And that's what that is for. And um, I just wanted to say something really quickly about the Akashic records, because um, like Mary said, it's literally every single person's birthright to enter their records. And that's not to say that every single person ever will or ever will want to, um, but I want to say something because I've been thinking about this a lot the last few days because I was talking with somebody about the records and, um, she asked me, you know, can anyone enter their records? Like if someone, just a random person heard our conversation right now, could they enter their records immediately? And I said, um, if they'd never heard of them before, probably, I would say probably not immediately because it's usually like you have to be open to it. And so I just want to like clarify that thought because I've been thinking about it because obviously we all have access. And so a random person could hear this today and go, I want to access my records and they've never heard it before. And they totally could, but um, because it's their birthright, but also I do believe and Mary, I'm really curious um, to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but 
Um, I do believe that it's easier if you are like aware of what they are. And if you have been actively awakening your DNA, like we're talking about and activating yourself, um, which is why, you know, my initial reaction was, well, if someone had never heard of it before, they probably wouldn't immediately open their records. Um, even though they obviously have access to them. It's just like, if our DNA isn't awakened at all, we don't channel the energy as easily. Um, but that still doesn't mean that you need to go to somebody else to do, you know, to tell you what anything you, you need to know. You can go to somebody else to help you like get started on the path of awakening. But like I said, they're a mirror for you or they help you see what you need to know so you can go further and you can, you can go down your own path. And I'm really curious how that resonates with you, Mary, or like what you think. Um, Cause I think this is really interesting and important to talk about, you know, can anyone just access their records immediately? Um, or do you think that there's like, how do you feel about that? Like there might be some energetic awakening that needs to happen before it's like easy. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, I think that if you are called to the records, you are literally called to read them. You are, you are intended to be a reader, to be working with your own record. But um, when you hear the call may not be the time that you're energetically prepared for it, like you're saying. Um, I think that... I mean, I, just recently, um, a friend of mine has um, been called to the records for a few months and we've been talking for a little bit, but she was unable to fully, fully um, experience the records until she received some sort of attunement, an energetic attunement to her record and to the records themselves. And now that she's received the attunement, it seems like she's in almost every day. She's having these beautiful, beautiful experiences, which I love hearing. But yeah, to, honestly, it rings true to me that not everyone is ready to read their records either, right? So this brings up the question. <laughs> this brings up um, quite a lot for me, too, in terms of um, speaking about why the records in history in, have been reserved for only a select few. Um, and the reason for that is because they are so sacred um, and that you need to have the right energy. You need to have the right frame of mind, be in the right space um, when you're engaging with them and when you are um, working with them because There is, you know, um, there is um, a way, there is possibility for us as humans to kind of um, manipulate the records and you can manipulate your own records without, um, apparently without knowing. I don't know if I fully believe that. I believe that you would go in with the intent of perhaps changing your records. But the point is that the reason that the records have been sort of like access only in the past is because they're so sacred. So I absolutely agree that we all have the ability and should have the ability to access our own records when we're ready. But I don't necessarily believe that everyone is meant to read their own record um, 
when they're called to it or when they're in certain spaces or in certain frames of mind. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. And honestly, so affirming and confirming to me because um, I started to second guess myself. I was like, oh God, I don't want to be like limiting by saying that because I don't think it's a limiting thing. I just think it's like, we're not all ready to yet. Like everyone comes to it at their own time. So everything you said is just like, I completely agree. I mean, I wasn't, um, I wasn't ready to to read my records two years ago, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know if I would have like been able to fully get into the point where I am now. So it makes sense. And of course that's like, and everything you said about like being and manipulating too. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I haven't thought too much about that, honestly, but I know that that's the thing. Like I've heard a lot of people talk about that, you know, like you can manipulate your records. Um, and so you want to make sure that if you are going in to manipulate them, because like you can, I do healing in the records, for example. And so I guess that's like technically manipulating them a bit, but it's like for a positive sense. So you want to make sure if you're going into your records, you know how to work with only like the divine positive parts of it and not do something accidentally that um, could be harmful. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a difference um, from my understanding. There's a difference in, in ego and literally just like what energy you're coming from. Um, if you're going to go in and maybe you're fearful, so you want to change uh, an event that you've been told is going to happen in your future um, versus rewriting your soul contracts or versus, I think there's a difference, you know, between providing healing and, um, yeah, the other stuff, the sort of egoic, um, play that can happen. Yeah. Like going in with fear. Definitely. That, that makes sense. And often, I mean, this is, brings up another conversation, but like, we've talked about this all the time that there are days where we both are like, we can't go in the records today. <laughs> We're not yeah. in the right frame of mind. Like I might be having a day where I am having a lot of Ascension symptoms or Lyme symptoms or whatever. And, or maybe I'm just feeling like a little bit in my, I'm purging my lower vibrations or something. Right. Um, I know if I am in the right space or not to go in the records. And I actually, I think you've had this experience as well. Like you I've gone in before and also like had them be like, no, we're not going to tell you much today. (laughs) You're just going to sit in silence because (laughs) that's what you need. (laughs) Yes. Um, They're like, you're too human today. Almost. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Also, I'm, this is a little bit of a divulgence, but I'm really curious about this from your perspective um, for us to share with everybody else because we've talked about it. But um, I've been getting a lot of questions about like, okay, so when you enter the records, are you like in a library? And for me, that's like super old paradigm. I'm like not in a library. Mm. Um, you know, maybe at the very beginning I was because that's what I was expecting to see. But now it's like, nope, not at all. Like not even, t- not even, not even a little bit. Like I, that's like, um, I just like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I just get what I need to get. Like I hear it or I see it, but it's not like I go and literally open a book. Um, mm. And that to me, like I said, is super old paradigm. Like that's not how it needs to be anymore. You don't need to be that regimented about it because the frequency is so much more on the earth because we're all need to be able to access it. Um, and I'm curious, you know, what we, what do you have to say about that? Cause I think that's really interesting for people as they, um, start down the journey of like accessing their records. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few things. First, I want to mention that, you know, yeah, I absolutely agree. I, um, don't see a library at all. Um, don't experience any sort of library, um, at all at this point. I, I have yet to, um, so far, but I do know that many, many people, um, sort of along and in the vein of this old paradigm, as we're referring to it as they learn how to read the records in that way. And, um, I actually like, uh, was in a healing course, um, recently and I learned, how to do it. Um, she taught us sort of the old school way of reading the records. And I actually did not resonate in the least with that way. Um, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, but that is how she taught us how to read. And it, it is sort of, um, uh, for me, it comes from this again, idea of, um, staying separate from your record and being a bit more removed from it. Um, you, all you're doing is you're having a book open and you're just seeing the specific information within that book, right? Versus entering into the realm, entering in the dimension <laughs> and then seeing what the dimension has to tell you and has to show you. That was my first thing. I just wanted to say like really quickly, um, yes, just about the dimension in the book. Like I, it's the, to me, the idea of the book is so freaking limiting. Like that is so limiting to me. <laughs> um yes to to um say it has to be you're reading from a book and not going into the realm I also just like in my personal in my personal opinion um and how I've come to understand things at this moment is that when people are reading the books and reading the libraries um in that way they are accessing the eighth dimensional Akashic Records um, I don't know if that rings true for you. It does like completely. Um, I've actually said that to people. <laughs> I've been like, like when people ask me, um, uh, cause I've talked to a couple of people, um, lately about the records and they've been like, okay, so like, where are they stored? And I'm like, okay, well, essentially the books, like what most people think they're, what most people are accessing is the eighth dimension and that's the books. And like, that's not the full entirety. That's like, the human experience. Like if you want the, like what we access and what like more and more people are accessing now is the 23rd dimension is like the entirety of everything. It's the multidimensionality of everything. It's like your human lives and your like alien lives, you know, it's everything in the, in the eighth dimension. You know, when people talk about the Akashic records from that dimension, they're saying you can only see human lives. You can never see lives in other planets and stuff or other dimensions. And it's like, well, one, that's boring. <laughs> um, and two, I've never experienced it that way. Like the Akashic Records have always, I've always experienced them as having everything they could ever need to know about myself. And so, um, and I, I think you have too, Mary, based on what we've talked about. And so like, that's the difference between the eighth and the 23rd dimension of the records. I mean, the eighth dimension is still true, 
it's not, I'm not saying it's not true or that it's not like valid to access. It's just that it's not the full entirety because it's, it's, it's just part of it. It's not the whole thing. Yeah. That's so interesting to hear how you see that. I, I don't necessarily um, agree. I believe that we, ha- we do have universal information stored within our eighth dimensional record, but I fully, fully echo that it's not the full picture still. I feel that there is some sort of um, limitation to what we can understand about ourselves and our, our journey um, if we're accessing the eighth. Yeah. And I just want to clarify, that's not necessarily my belief. That's what I've like read and been told by other people that yeah. you can't see that. Like I've read that in a few places. But that like, is so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess that's your um, view of it or like, that's how you experience it. But like, no matter what dimension I I'm with you, I agree with you that like we can access it from the eighth dimension too. It's just like people don't, I think. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I find that interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Yes. It's so interesting how, you know, we all have different understandings of the records. That's been something that's been like so fascinating for me um, since I've come into this work is like just how we all conceive of them differently. And um, yeah, I, what I do love about thinking about the, the 23rd dimension, um, I am huge into numerology. <laughs> numbers are my jam. And um, so of course I looked up the number 23 to see what its significance was. Um, and I just looked it up again to confirm, <laughs> but it really is um, indicating that you have this support system and this guidance, this like true, true daily guidance from ascended masters and from the angelic realm. And to me, that is just such an expansive statement and such an expansive um, belief system that it just relates exactly sort of to this 23rd dimension because we're we're talking about, or we've, we've come to understand um, that the ascended masters and the angelic realm work with the pinnacle. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I just think that's beautiful. It, it is. It's so, it's just perfect, honestly. I mean, of course it is. It's synchronistic. It's the universe, which is perfect, but it is, um, so, so cool. Such a great way to understand the 23rd dimension, the 23 pairs of our, of our DNA, of our chromosomes, like all of it. It's like, you know, guided by the ascended masters, guided by the divine plan in any, any way you want to like, you know, conceive of the word divine. I'm not, I don't mean that necessarily in a religious way. Okay, so <laughs> we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with you all. Um, we hope that all of this is making sense and um, really is bringing true and opening maybe some your mind to some new possibilities, um, expanding all of our understandings of what this universe we live in is. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And um, we, of course, as always, would love to hear your thoughts love it if you if you could share with those that you love those that you think would resonate with this message as well family friends strangers all of it um and we can't wait to talk to you next time talk to you next time guys thanks